Hey, it's Leah. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to tell you about this other show called Stuff the British Stole. It's from CBC Podcast and Australia Radio National, and it's got all the story elements I love. It's got colonial theft. It's got museums denying that theft. It's got intrigue. It's got jokes by Australians. Join host Mark Fresnel as he picks one artifact and takes you on the wild, evocative, sometimes funny, and often tragic adventure of how it got to where it is today. Check it out on the same thing that you're listening to this on or on CBC Listen. This is a CBC Podcast. This is the Secret Life of Canada Crash Course, just a little bit of history. Today's crash course is on some of the species you can only find in Canada and why that is. Because obviously, for the most part, animals aren't aware of man-made borders. Well, yeah, I was going to point that out, so I'm glad that you caught that. You know, I know most salmon don't turn around at the Spednik Lake once they get to the border. They're not like, you know, hopping into the duty-free, getting the smokes, uh, you know, some rum and then turning around. Oh, and that lake spans between Maine and New Brunswick, in case you were wondering. Where salmon right. get their smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there are some creatures that do migrate, get their smokes, you know, mm-hmm, on the other mm-hmm. side of the border and or even go throughout the world. But I found that there are hundreds of species not found anywhere else in the world other than right here. Last year, the Nature Conservancy of Canada and Nature Serve Canada got together and published a report on the species that are endemic to Canada. Just Googling. Okay. Uh, And endemic means restricted to a certain area or place. Right. For instance, you can only find the Newfoundland marten in Newfoundland. The marten is a small mammal. Uh, They look like a cross between a fox and a raccoon, but they also have a weasel vibe. They're cute. They are very cute. And, you know, I wanted to find out why they and so many others are only found in certain parts of this land. Long story short, it has to do with the Ice Age. Okay, so this is going to be like historic history, like prehistoric history. Yes. So when people hear the term Ice Age, a lot of people picture, you know, everything frozen over and no (laughs) life. But there have actually been five major Ice Ages that we know about since the Earth was formed billions of years ago. And each one was really different. One of the periods we know a lot about is the Pleistocene Epoch, and that is when scientists have found preserved plants, animals, insects, and even humans. They have found animals like saber-toothed tigers, woolly mammoths, but also rabbits, deer, dogs, and birds like ducks and eagles. And dinosaurs? No, actually, there were no dinosaurs living during the Pleistocene Epoch. They had already gone extinct 60 million years before this, which is why I think, obviously, dogs and deer could exist because, you know, obviously they would be like dinosaur snacks if they were around at the same time that the T-Rex was. Right. Dino snacks. Okay. And so what you're saying here is that a lot of animals that are only found in Canada came about this time and, you know, were able to survive all those years. Yeah, they were born out of this time, and the ones who are still here evolved and survived a lot of different things. You know, animals like the saber-toothed tiger went extinct about 13,000 years ago because of overhunting and climate change. Scientists also think that around this time, a comet may have exploded over southern Canada and killed a lot of species. Comets, not just for the Grand Canyon anymore. That's right. Not just for dinosaurs. Yeah, not just for dinosaurs. Um, The endemic species that we have today survived because they lived in places that were ice-free, while all the other parts of the land were covered in glaciers. Okay, so uh, can you give me an example of like a bird that was hanging around in the ice-free zone that is still around today? 
Yeah, so the Pacific Stellar Jay is a blue songbird. It's a bit bigger than a robin, and that is only found on Haida Gwaii because that was an area of, you know, the land that was ice-free during the last glaciation period. Oh, okay, yeah, and it's a really pretty bird. See that picture? Yeah. Yeah, it's um like several shades of blue, and uh, its head is gray, and it has like a cute little hairdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know everyone in BC listening is going to be like, uh, the Stellar Jay is the provincial bird of British Columbia. What are you talking about? That is true. There are other species of Stellar Jays, but the one found on Haida Gwaii, this Pacific Stellar Jay, is part of the Carlotta subspecies, and they only live there and can look a bit different to the ones that you would find in other areas of BC. If Haida Gwaii was ice-free and that allowed them to have species like the Pacific Stellar Jay, what was mainland BC like? Actually, BC holds one-third of the species that are endemic to Canada, like the Kermode bear, which is a subspecies of black bear. Most people will probably know their other name, the spirit bear. Most of these bears, they're um, they're black, but some are completely white, and those are the ones that become known as spirit bears. The Kittisu Territory has the largest spirit bear population and conservancy dedicated to their survival. The spirit bear, it's, you know, it's been a part of many First Nations stories throughout the West Coast. And it's, you know, it's just kind of amazing that it's been around since the Ice Age. It's incredible. There are also some species of butterflies that you can only find here. One is called the salt marsh copper, and it's only found off the coast of Quebec and the Maritimes. It's brown with yellow spots, and some have a bit of kind of dark purple on them as well. I'm surprised that, you know... So many things that fly stay in one place. You know, mm-hmm. I just always think of these things as migrating. Migration is such a, you know, part of butterflies and birds' lives. So why do they stay in these spaces or these places? Yeah, I mean, they're linked to their habitats, right? You know, they need the environment and those specific conditions that you find around them to survive. And because they're only found in these places, it makes them really vulnerable to extinction. Right, right. Out of the hundreds of plants, animals, and insects that this report studied, only 10% of them were ranked as secure. They are all under the threat of extinction because of things like climate change, humans just being humans and ruining their habitats, and just natural occurrences in their environments. It would be so embarrassing to us to know that these creatures survived an ice age but couldn't make it today because we keep destroying their habitats. It's so shameful. I feel a lot of shame, you know, when I was reading these reports. And that's why these conservation groups have put together this report so we can see all of the species and animals that only we as Canadians can preserve. There are 27 areas throughout the country that have endemic species. And I really encourage listeners to go to the website. It's called Ours to Save, which we will link to in the feed of this episode and see where they are in your province or territory and what you can do to help. I am going to do that right after I watch The Land Before Time. Okay, well, I told you there were no dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Are there dinosaurs on Land Before Time? I've never I can't seen it. You're saying this to me. <laughs> I know, I never saw what? it. No, is Land Before Time. That's the sad one. That's not the one with the mouse, no, right? The mouse? It was American Tale. Oh. <laughs> For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.